the sandwich. Holy moly, it's BLT without the B. Show off. Because you know I can't do that. No, no, you it's do. not fair. No, 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 you do one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no hang on, it doesn't have to be a melodic uh, vocalized intro. You can you can provide an intro in any other. You can do multimedia. Can I just scream out? Yeah, I mean, it does, yeah, absolutely, you can. What do you mean? <laughs> Did you sound like a little man's climbed up your beanstalk and pissed you off a bit? That's what you sound like. <laughs> Man, if I thank God I'm pretty funny at asking people what they do for a living because I'd be so fucked. No, dude, you could you could be the front man of um, Escape the Fate or something if you wanted to. That was pretty tight. That was good. I don't have nearly enough uh, charges or allegations against me <laughs> to be the lead singer of Escape the Fate yeah, to, to appear on the Good Things lineup. <laughs> Not that anyone on there specifically, I'm just saying, you know, it's yeah, a hard, yeah, yeah okay. It, I think it's it's just like one of the rules. If you're a pop punk band, uh, you pretty much have to have some sort of scandal against you. Yeah, I mean, you're making, well, it's, I think it's because you're making music that 14-year-olds appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Which you, means that your brain is stuck in the mind of a 14-year-old, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like Michael Jackson, he was stuck in the, he had the mind of a toddler because he just was, he just stayed there, you know what I mean? Yeah, except he wasn't singing songs about kissing under the bleachers. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. Like that's even creepier than Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Imagine my, Michael Jackson singing like a pop punk. I wanna leave this town, Jacona. <laughs> wanna have pizza with my friends? <laughs> You'd have to like moonwalk extra fast <laughs> yeah. to keep up with like Travis Barker's drumming. <laughs> <laughs> now we're uh, about two minutes into this. At what? Oh, my ears back. Oh, did it come back? I just came back. Oh, what happened? I just nudged my ear. <laughs> it was the Travis Barker move. Yeah. Dude, sick. Well, I think I just needed a good giggle with my friend. Oh, fuck. It's Man. good to Dude, laughter really is the best medicine. Yeah. There it is. Did we say that Blake's not here? No, I was, about, I was about to say that. It was interrupted by your ecstasy over your ear. The people probably couldn't even tell. That's, you <laughs> stole my joke. Is that why you did that? You son of a bitch. I was about to go, we're two minutes into the episode and we're missing a member, but you guys wouldn't even notice because it's just as normal. Sorry, man. Oh, fuck. Anyway. All right. Yes. No, Blake is not here. We lost an ingredient last week. We lost myself, but now we've lost Blakey. Last week was BL. Now we're doing BT. Seems like I'm the only constant of this goddamn podcast. We're doing LT. I'm the glue. Oh, yeah. What are you? Gluke. Oh, yeah. Your T. (laughs) You're the L. You said yeah. BT. You didn't say LT. You missed yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Luke. Dude, good to see you've maintained brain function after eight days away on tour. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So yeah. yeah. My name is Luke. I represent the length in yeah. LT. Okay. Uh, my name is Tyler. I represent the uh, turtle. Great. Hard shell. Um, occasionally ninja when they want to be. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, yeah, Blake's not here. He's hanging out with some koalas in Byron Bay or something boring like that. Yeah, I think if he doesn't get an interview with Chris Hemsworth, what's the point of even going there and missing an episode? He keeps talking about Chris Hemsworth, but honestly, it, be honest, if you ran into Chris Hemsworth, Luke, would you even be like, would you be like, oh, you'd be like, oh, that's pretty random. I'd, I'd be like, oh, that's Thor. Yeah, that's the only I've, that's the only thing I've really ever seen him in. I watched Extraction actually; that was pretty good. Is that the one where he just mercilessly beats up Indian people for an hour and a half? Yeah, it's like John Wick in India, but he has an Aussie accent. That's crazy. It's yeah. actually pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. It was John Wick if he's like, oh, "Get Amy Dog's dead" or whatever. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! My mutt's gone. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, I heard that was actually oh, pretty good. Bluey's movie. gone missing. Fuck. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> I've still never watched an episode of Bluey. Have you watched it? Nah, it's the Blue Dog Show. I know Apparently what, a lot of good values. The the dog has. Oh yeah, well, I think it's one of those kids TV show like where there's a little bit of a takeaway at the end. Although I've never seen yeah, an episode, okay. so I'm completely speculating. That's like all shows. Like South Park does that. Yeah, it's That's like not a kid show. Modern Family for four year olds. 
Yeah, Modern Family for four-year-olds. That's all I remember about Modern Family. Like, it would try and make you feel something at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd always have, like, a lesson. It'd be, like, 18 minutes of Phil Dunphy's a big goofball. And then at the end, like, whoa, Sophia Vergara really made me feel something. Um, It was throbbing in my car. (laughs) (laughs) God, she is so hot. Ah, There it is. She's aged well. The finest of wines. Is that her name? Sophia Vergara? Vergara, okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, yeah, Blakey's in Byron, so he's not on today's episode. So uh, when he gets back, we're going to hear all about it. We heard about his trip up. He's doing a comedy show or something. He did a charity gig and uh, we heard a little bit about it. I'm sure he's going to be so excited to talk about it next week. I think the direct quote was, I don't think I've ever bombed that hard in my life. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little teaser of what's to come. And I've seen him, I've seen, I saw his, I was there for his Wagga Wagga show this year. So that is a huge call. Yeah, this is, that was like Oppenheimer levels. Yeah. I heard in Wagga. Yeah, Wagga's show was such a big bomb that the US government would have tried to cover it up. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit, it was bad. Um no, but I was away last week because I went away for my birthday. Yeah, it was. Special birthday. Happy hey. birthday. Oh, thanks, dude. You did say it in real life. But it's good to get it set on the pod. Yeah. yeah you, I like to I just note it down on record. So, like, just in case any scrutiny is ever brought up, it's literally on the record. Like, man, you never do anything for me. Oh, yeah. No, you did say Episode 18 of BLT, I wished you a happy birthday. And I'll cherish that forever. Thank you. No, it was amazing, man. I, I was up with my girlfriend, Mia. She spoiled me. Yeah. Oh, she treated me so good. I feel like my birthdays have always, I don't know, our birthdays just come and go, but I had a very magical birthday. We don't do birthdays in our friendship group. Not really, no. Like in a high school one. Like we don't get each other gifts. No. Nah. We were like, do you want a beer? And if we're at a bar on someone's birthday. <laughs> if they're lucky. There has to be a tap of Carlton Draft that's dripping. Yeah, and, and they're actually, ready to go. I don't really like beer, so even that would piss me off a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'd be stuck. Oh, you know, be like, oh, thanks for the thought. Um, no, I went up to Townsville. You know, you know how it is. And um, spent my birthday in Townsville. And yep, Mia spoiled me. She treated me right. Love it a bit. Had a great day. Um, I, I was thinking, I was like, because uh, we 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 had a, a nice day. Went out for breakfast. Um, did some hanging out in the afternoon, went shopping, went out, had a really nice dinner that, that her mum paid for as well. How nice is that? Must be very nice. Mate, it was delight. She's from good people. Shouts out. Shouts out to me. I met, oh, I met Mia's grandma for the first time too. Yeah. Incredible lady. Do you know when you meet, um, you know when you meet like old people? Yep. Um, and, and they're like, you know, they have insane lives that are like super interesting yeah because they've been alive for like no, I, four yeah, times I, the amount that we have no, yeah i know i know that but i'm just saying like you know when like when i worked at bonds right you you know you'd be like a wednesday after wednesday morning at like 11 a.m or something and an old man would come hobbling in and he'd be like oh i worked in the navy for 48 years you're like oh and what did okay he's like yep and i wore these socks every day they're my favorite socks and you're like okay and then you're like, like you yep. can tell i caught a whiff as you came in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're crusty you, you may be rotting to death sir <laughs> where you stand no we so I was, you've had trench foot for 70 years as well <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's obvious. Our Bonds cotton socks are not going to help you. They're breathable, but yeah. not that breathable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was nervous because it was like the first time, like, because oh, Mia and I are long distance. So, you know, uh, everything, I, we've we've been together now for a couple of months, but it was the first time of me like meeting her family properly. Mm. And I was kind of nervous because I was like, you know, I want to make a good impression. I want them to like me and stuff like that. Um, and I was meeting her grandma and she's really close to their grandma. So I was like, oh, I really hope her grandma likes me and I really hope her grandma's like cool. Like I wasn't expecting, even if her grandma wasn't cool, whatever. She's an old person. But we went to like the leagues club and to have dinner and I met her grandma. I could, this, her grandma's stories could listen to them all night. She ran through her list of careers. I don't even think I can mention some of them just for the sanctity of keeping her information on the down low. This is such a change of pace from last week's episode where Blake came on and went, fuck old people. 
25 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, this is a completely different thing. This is like, damn, some old people are dope, man. She yeah. was awesome. She was great. She was such a great storyteller too. Like I was sitting at the thing, the least time I didn't realize like hour, an hour or two hours had flown by. She started off because she was, she was telling me something and then it started off with like, oh, like it was like the classic, like, you know, back when I did this, when I was, you know, your age or whatever. And I was like, oh, what was like your first sort of job? She goes, I was like a, she says, it wasn't really a job, but I started out doing like water skiing. <laughs> That's what I tell people about the golf club. Like, what was your first job? I'm like, ah, calling it a job's a bit yeah. generous. Yeah. But- no, but her reason for calling it a job was because she was like, yeah, I, this this gentleman, Lisa, she was like, my sister and I used to, and I could be paraphrasing, this could be the wrong detail, so my apologies, but uh, she's like, my sister and I used to do water skiing like after school and this guy was watching us and he was like, you guys are talented water skiing. Do you want to be in my water skiing show? And they were like, we were like, Sure thing. So he paid us and we were in the water skiing show and we used to, she, she, I remember telling me, she was like, there was this one really handsome fella and I got to stand on his shoulders a few times. Oh my, like that, that's not work, is it? I was like, I mean, just cause you're having a lot of fun getting paid to do it, that's still work. But yeah, it was crazy. She had a lot of good stories, but I did get stitched up at this dinner. It's fucking rude. I don't know if you remember, we were talking, we were talking about this like, in one of the first episodes of the show, how I was like, I feel like I have a gravitational pull where I've looked like I'm in my mid forties since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And so like when I'm, when I go into like a, bo- I haven't been, I haven't been carted at a bottle of since I was ever. I don't think I've yeah, ever been asked. you're 15. <laughs> yeah, since I was 15. Yeah. But I have like a gravitational pull where like everyone around me just doesn't get carted because they just assume that they're ancient and old like I am. Mm. So we're at the leagues club and um, they have this like raffle so they have like a raffle where they have 50 prizes. So as you're sitting there eating your dinner. Yeah, 50? 50 prizes. Man. Oh, it's like kids school sport. It's everyone's a fucking winner now. Oh, I wish that were the case, man. How many people are in the ballot? Quite a lot. More than 50? Uh, yes. And I, we bought, I, inv- I personally invested in quite a few tickets. Is there more than 200 people at the venue? I would say so, probably, yeah. Yeah, so it's like Macca's. It's like one in four chance to win. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Macca's Monopoly. Yeah, but if you're, people are stocking up on these tickets, man. These tickets are a hot commodity. But instead of like large fries, you win like a meat tray. That's exactly what was on offer. And I wanted one so bad, bro, specifically the meat tray. Why, you were in Townsville for two days. What were you going to do? I, I was in Townsville for four days. Two kilos of cured meat. I don't know, man. I just <laughs> wanted the chance to have the decision to make. You know what I mean? You're like, I wanted some prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything could happen with this, you know? I don't know. I could give it to. Yeah, I could give it to me as grandma. She could cook me up a nice meal to bring home on the plane. I don't know. But anyway, I was dying. So we invested in these tickets and, um, you know, they go around, they get you to buy the tickets and then you're sitting there at the table having your dinner. And then after a while, you know, they get up on this stage that's in front of everyone and they start reading through the tickets and they go like, number one, eight, four, two, three. Number one, eight, four, two, three. You have won a $25 Woolworths voucher. <laughs> Number two, four, three, six, eight. Number two, four, three, six, eight. You have won a chicken meat tray. And so I'm sitting there ringing through the things waiting, going, oh my God. So they, it took them a while. They did 25 prizes. Then they had a little bit of an intermission where we could debrief and kind of cool, cool down from the suspense and the stress. Yeah. Then they went and did the next 25. <laughs> Sadly, I think our table, I think we got one prize on the table. I personally didn't win it which was a shame. I let that one go to the keeper. That's fine. We get to the end and I was so disappointed that I didn't win. I was deflated. And I think the mood, you could tell by the mood. This is really, this is eerily similar, this story to events that occurred today at the Euroa uh, service <laughs> station. <laughs> you the yeah, both you're kind of gambling. Yeah, pretty much. The only yeah. things that I realize that we don't gamble except we do frequently, but yeah. only at leagues clubs and our claw machines. Yeah. It yeah. was the same thing. Vibu had one crack at a claw machine, yeah. didn't get it, spent money, right? Prizes were kind of mid-tier, but you just wanted to win. Awful prizes. As you said, like the prizes in there were, were worth less than the $2 you put into yeah, the machine. If you put $5 in and he was trying to get a little Sydney Swans footy and I was like, dude, that would retail at three ninety nine at Rebel Sport. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that You have worth. willingly ripped yourself off. Yeah. <laughs> the Pikachu plushie would be worth more. Dude, you wouldn't get that at the Melbourne show. Yeah. but And then we, it was the same thing. We had a quick interval. 
Vibber got out some more money. He went to an ATM yeah. just so he could keep playing the, the claw machine. Servo ATM. <laughs> Disgusting. 26 years old. We're also in a rush to get home. Yeah. Because we, we have to go record this podcast. We're like, no, no, sorry. We can't leave yet. Vibber's at the ATM. Vibber's got a trial to he prove himself. He wants to try and get the Melbourne Demons pencil case. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the other one. <laughs> and he didn't. But yeah. but anyway, so same similar thing. I'm sitting there at the table deflated after not winning one of the 50 meat trays on offer. Yep. And... um. I was bummed. I was like, damn, like I bought all those tickets, didn't win anything. And then Mia was like, don't worry, like, you know, maybe something will happen that might perk you up a bit. And I was like, oh, okay, what's this all about? And then the lady at the, t- at the thing who was reading out the prizes goes, and also before I go, Tyler Cahill, happiest birthday. We hope you have it. And I was like, oh, and everyone started clapping. And she goes, happiest birthday. <laughs> Congratulations on turning 21. And I turned around and looked at her and she looked at me and went, 21. Mm, we'll go with that. <laughs> I was like, what? What? The old lady at the gym. <laughs> the lady reading the thing out to the microphone looked at me and went, 21. All right, we'll go with that then. And I was like, oh, you fucking <laughs> You can talk. You read in raffle numbers at a. <laughs> Bistro. I was like, how dare you? And that turned I was like, did you tell her to say that? They're like, no. Me was like, no, I didn't tell her to say that bit. So <laughs> roasted. I was like, damn, man. It's crazy. Oh, well, it was a good night nonetheless, but that did hurt. Yeah, that must ruin the self-esteem a little. Oh, well, it happens, mate. It happens. Yeah, I, I discovered something heartbreaking today as we got home from tour. This is the problem. Like, I think a lot of people think that – the touring life is, is is very glamorous and it is to a point sometimes. God, there's highs and lows. Such highs. When we Such got back, lows. I had to face a very harsh reality that um, – Is it all the that, – that you're going to have to share some of the prime that you have on your bench with me? Oh, well, that's a, that is a harsh – you can have it actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did get sent about two slabs of prime and um, I had one. It tasted like cough medicine and it made me feel ill. yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that is like pure gold bullions to a 12-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. So. That would go like – I could. Tra- I reckon I could trade that slab at EB Games for something. Yeah. <laughs> but like not with the company, with a kid that's about to trade yeah. a game at the store. Dude, you walk in with those into EB Games, you're walking out with two PS5s and the entire <laughs> catalogue, the entire game catalogue. Anyway, sorry, continue. We have to leave our bins on the street. Well, I don't have to. Uh. So the day before we left uh, – it was bin night. I yeah. put my bin out. Usually, I think our neighbours are on holiday at the moment. Usually yes. our neighbours put the bins back in. Can I ask, us. is that a unspoken neighbourly gesture or is that something you organise in advance? It was a unspoken one. He, he, he knows that we go away on tour a lot. So he's okay. kind of just like, oh, they're probably away. I'll, I'll just, but he doesn't like, he just puts it up at the end of the driveway so it's not on the street. Okay, well, let's not discount his effort. Oh, yeah, that's it's very lovely. Nice. Yeah, and okay. I try and do the same to them. Okay, that's Because they've nice. been away and I've yep. been putting it up. And uh, they've gone as well. So I left mine on the street, kind of forgot to tell anyone to bring it up, mm. like my parents to come around or whatever. Mm. <sighs> I re- wheeled it up the driveway and I was like, oh, no. Not what's that sw- smell? And I was like, oh, my God. But you couldn't tell by how heavy it is after, while you were wheeling it up? We are now the dog shit bin in the street. Oh. Everyone for the last week who's been walking their dog past the house has been using our bin for, for food. It's been on the street. There was seven bags of dog shit. Really? In the bin. And what I opened f- it and I almost like vomited. <laughs> That's the thing. You might see the touring on Instagram like – Oh, oh, my God, look at Luke. He's in Sydney. He's doing the biggest shows he's ever done. Yeah, well, that's great and all, but I came home because <laughs> my neighbourhood's been gifting me poos while oh, I've been away. Oh, my lordy, lordy. That is – do you know what? That's the sort of thing where when I'm walking the dog, when I'm walking Zig, sorry, mate, your bin's out. It's getting used for dog poo. I can't even – But to be on the receiving end, you yeah. just it makes you think, how could a person be so cruel? Oh, because That's the thing. I, I wasn't even mad. I was like, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Do you want to be crazy? Matt, what if – I didn't even have a dog. I wish I did just so I could put shit in other people's Yeah. <laughs> so can I just check? What's your hypothesis here? Do you think you, you're, you're assuming this is – Seven different walkers, seven different dogs, bags in the bin. No, I reckon it's like three different walkers and then they've realised, oh, this bin's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to plan my route 
just so I can dump the poo off on the in way. This, in this untouched bin. Yeah. Right. What if it's one owner, one dog, and they, they're like going out of their way to do this to you specifically? Well, do you I've, have any enemies? Well, I have feedback on the dog's diet. <laughs> <laughs> I smelt it and one too many schmackos. Oh, really? You are, it's, it tastes, it smelt like only treats. Oh, least no, no, no fiber. Diet. Yeah, no fiber, no no nutritional value of any also kind. Also might have been because it's been sitting out in the heat. So like poo's in oh. the heat. In especially like they're in like a, 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 a chamber. Oh, dear. Just getting sweaty. Oh, dear. Marinating in the sun. Marinating is the word. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I... That's repulsive, man. What do you, was, what do you, so what do you, what's your plan? When's bin night next? Well, I had to walk in and I had to break the news to Meg. She just got home. She's exhausted. And I just go, Meg, I've got some awful news. And and I don't really say that. I don't treat that lightly. So the last time I said that, I'm pretty sure it was like my grandma passed away or something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, Meg, I've got some awful This is definitely worse. She froze and she's like, oh, what happened? And I was like, um, we've become the dog shit bin in the neighborhood. And she was just like, You've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, no, this is like a... It wasn't taken lightly. No, there's been a target painted on your head. This is like the purge. You know the purge? Yeah. Well, it's not really like the purge because, okay, I've just applied... That just doesn't make any sense. But it's kind of like, you know, you guys guys have become targeted. You've been branded. Do you know what I mean? Like you... How do you you shake this off? It's more like the thing... What's that thing in How I Met Your Mother? The Blitz. Like how do you get rid of the Blitz, man? Once you're, you've been you've been given, you know, it's that thing of like someone is against their will given the title of Blitz and then now they just miss out on everything until the next Blitz yeah, comes Yeah, well, I, I need someone else to leave their bin out this week. You know, for a fact, I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. As soon as I hear the garbage truck, I'm going to watch you're it, put the stuff in the bin <laughs> and I'm going to bring it back immediately. Um, Do you know what would be so funny? You hear the garbage truck, you put, put your head away to watch him pick it up and it's the garbage guy gets out with a doggy bag and throws it in your bin and just drives away. Yeah. <laughs> it's been him the whole time. <laughs> Where do garbage men put their garbage, man? It's yeah. got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, do you reckon they do straight to the source? Like on their lunch break, they'll like have a packet of chips. Do you reckon they'll just chuck it back into the truck? Surely. <laughs> Maybe. Never thought about that. Do you reckon the garbage men can do some sort of like a refund system? What? They just go, mm, don't want this garbage, refund it. Just give it back to the person. <laughs> Refund it. I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense. But you know what I mean. You know, I feel like you know, in the garbage man world, there's going to be some sort of refund system. Well, there's sometimes where they don't take my rubbish. What do you do to it? Well, like I come back. To, it just doesn't fall out. Like I can. I put too many grass clippings in my green bin. This is not interesting. Yes, it and, is. What are you talking about? And then I, I did a lot of gardening before I left because yeah. we had an inspection. Yeah. Then I, I packed the bin so much that when they clearly tipped it upside down, it was so can, like packed in there, nothing came but, out. But they don't pull fish it out. Well, no, the, I, th- I guess, I think, does the claw give it a shake? Dog, I don't know, but I'm garbage sure. men have one job and that is take the man's garbage. And if they're not doing that, then our society falls apart. The last time I was up early enough to watch the garbage go into the garbage truck, I would have been when I was doing like a Weet-Bix triathlon when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> so anything could be happening out there. Yeah, I haven't been up since like 6am unless I have a flight and I fluke it. Yeah, I'm not up there. at 6am unless I'm catching a plane, really. Yeah, that's, that, would, that tracks. Damn, I've, never, getting, I've never thought about that. Getting home. We're putting a lot of faith into these strangers, into these garbage men. They're kind of carrying out- the ca- women? Yeah, garbage people. 2023. Yeah, I'm sorry. Gar- garbage yeah. them. Garbage, garbage they them. Yeah. Um, that's, I've never really put much thought into that. Yeah, anyway, I'm not happy about the, the poo. You know what I had to do? It smelled so bad and I was worried because I had trauma from a grass clipping still being in the bin. You know what I did as soon as I got home? What? It was a nasty operation, but I felt like it had to be done. I got another bin bag and I had to fish out no, man. the poos. Like, like, wait, wait, what are you, what are you, why? What are you going to do with the poos? Because you, I didn't want them to be stuck in the bin because, you know, like when it's been marinating the sun, they so were you think stuck. it's glued? Dude, because it, I think it rained a bit, then it dried, then the plastic stuck to the bottom of the bin. And I had to like... It wasn't hand to shit. It was, there was in that's doggy bags. Fucking crazy. One of the one of the poo bags was open. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking mean, dude. Yeah, that dude. is that is psychotic of that dog owner. But honestly, thank you so much to whoever it was because I had like the best weekend of my life, and I needed to be humbled. And yes, there was a drunk tradie in Wagga during my second show that had a crack, but I still was on a high, <laughs> and I it didn't get to me. 
but as soon as I saw the seven poos in the bin, I was like, this is what I needed. Yeah, that's brought you back down to earth, mate. Not even back to I felt like I was at the earth's core. I couldn't <laughs> have been really, I never felt lower, dude. <laughs> that's crazy, man. I just, that is so dog shit. Yeah. That's literally so dog shit. I hey? was below sea level. <laughs> I thought I was going to implode with a few billionaires when I saw that <laughs> fucking bin, dude. <laughs> that's fucked up. Ew. Well, let's talk about it. Well, okay, let's stop focusing on the dog shit and the and the pooners. Let's talk about this magical weekend, man. And more. That's crazy. Yeah. So before my week was ruined, <laughs> <laughs> we were on tour. We were in Wollongong, then we went to Sydney, and then we went to Wagga Wagga. Just putting it out there, I had to have been my favorite tour leg yet. I do you know what? I agree, and and bec- I feel like well, actually, you go why? I don't want to pick favorites. I'm not even saying between places we go. I think just the whole team. I was gonna say was, not even, but not even about the shows themselves necessarily. And, and not even about the places. It was just like team morale was high. I think yeah. we'd had a few weeks off touring. That's not true. We came back from Hobart and left immediately. But I would say Tasmania. Oh, you missed Tasmania. I was away. I had a little nice. I was coming off a great weekend in Townsville. Morale was high in Tasmania. Because we'd had oh. like an eight-day break. Yeah, that's right. There was a bit of thing to re- recharge. Reese said to me, you have a pep in your step, which no one's ever said. To you? Yeah, I'm usually pretty like <laughs> chill. <laughs> Gravity's usually working pretty hard with you. Yeah. 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 I, yeah I thought it was I, – yeah, I thought it was – you know why too? I think because <clears throat> as far as places we go, Wollongong's actually quite underrated. I love Wollongong. It's one of those places where everyone – living there thinks they oh we live in such a shithole no oh, it's the worst and i'm like you live on a beach you live on a beach and it looks like everything look the environment looks like it was curated from a movie set or you something go on realestate.com dude there's houses going for like one two million three million yes yeah, crazy on the coast like that it's not a shithole no it's not by any means I, we, I went for a couple of runs the most beautiful properties i've seen on this stunning run. properties beachy vibes the lighthouse is sick I think Wollongong is great, greatly underrated. And also another experience that we don't get too often on tour is that on this leg, we were in the same spot for multiple days at a time. That was great. Oh, what a feeling, man. Actually enjoy it. You can sleep in. And yeah, the shows were fun. Shows are amazing. I was in the Great Hall at the university. Dude, and the it was, oh man. It resembled, if you're already thinking it, trust me, I was too. Nothing like Hogwarts. <laughs> Not Harry Potter. Very disappointing. It was nothing like anything Dumbledore would be screeching in. No. But I clicked my fingers and no like full porks appeared on the table. Yeah. There was a few hats in this great hall. None of them talked. Yeah. Yeah. No speaking from the hats. They were snapbacks and they were worn by people who traveled from Dapto. So. <laughs> Actually, if they could talk, you wouldn't want to hear the stories. And and, and if they travelled from Dapto, they can't talk. (laughs) Not coherent sentences. Um, No, Wollongong was great. The Unibar, a bit of a Luke Kidgel light show. That was awesome. Hectic light hectic, show. Hectic light show for a stand-up comedy set. It's it so, sometimes like the way it works is like most of the time the theatres will just have inbuilt lighting. But then when you do like a university or some – Venues like that. It's kind of just a bare bare bones venue yeah. in the sense that they just put chairs in the stage. Yeah, right. So you have to hire a third party like light and sound company. So this external company came in where they're setting up these hectic lights since 10 a.m. <laughs> like really all I need is a spotlight. Yeah. And like if there's colours, that's just a win. Because <laughs> I'm like I've – come up doing pubs and stuff. So as soon as there's like more than one light on me, I'm like, this Ooh. is amazing. Yeah, this is a bit over the top, guys. Jeez. Yeah, that was sick. So and then the- I remember at the end of the first, oh no, the second Wollongong show, um, Luke has a walk-off track to end the show with and then we cue like a playlist that's in Spotify and Reese and I had added a bunch of new songs to the playlist <laughs> and at the end of the second show, I thought it'd be really funny. Um to queue up Roland Air Raid by Limp Biscuit because it was just a complete vibe switch up from the show that Luke walks off to. Well, yes, I, I walk off to a song that's in a musical. It's like a reference to He walks to the off show. to a show tune and then I hit Roland, 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 Roland. And it was so funny because I hit it for Reese's Entertainment. And so Reese's on stage turning the cameras off. I hit Roland and see him start laughing and vibing. I walk out on stage to turn the other camera off for easy and there is a dude standing up in the front row leaving the auditorium moshing. <laughs> on the way out of a comedy yeah, show. 
He's like going like, oh shit, Limp Biscuits on? He's going rolling, 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 rolling. He's throwing his arms. He's singing along and he's kind of like, you know, like he bought, like he was not only punching the air, but like there was Dude. a few like kicks going. <laughs> his limbs were flying. It was awesome. And I was like, yeah. fuck, it's good to see the spirit of music is this contagious still. Yeah. Amazing. But uh, yeah, the gong was great. Tom Armstrong, Tom, uh, Tom Armstrong opened. What a lovely fellow. Very funny boy. Always uh, lovely to catch up. And then uh, we went to Sydney. Uh, biggest shows I've ever done at the Enmore Theatre. Man, what a f- – oh, this is uh, this is an example again. Uh, for those listening now who don't know, Luke and I have been friends since like year eight of high school. So we were like 14 and now we're in like our mid-30s or whatever we are. Mm. This, Did you just say we're in our mid-30s? <laughs> or whatever, something yeah. like that. Luke doing the end more was like look like we're at it. We're still twenty two. Yeah, anyone who asks. But like standing in the end more, I was like, oh yeah, uh, yep. This friendship, I'm finally cashing on this friendship. God, it feels good to be friends with this guy. (laughs) Oh God, it feels good because the end more is like a classic Australian venue. Like some of the biggest bands in the world and stuff have been through the end more. We're standing in like their little room like all the signposts and there's like Oasis and Kiss and the Rolling Stones and you're just like, what the f- It's just such a change of pace from like the venues we were doing last year. We were like, dude, Jet played here. That's crazy. Oh my God. That, and that is, that was crazy. Yeah, that is cool. We're yeah. like, dude, Powderfinger played here. Silverchair. And then you go into this one and it's like Oasis, Rolling Stones, Cold, yeah, yeah. Coldplay. Coldplay. Nick Cave. Just all these. Just, John Mayer. Like all yeah, these. What? Huge ass. And then like all the biggest comedians as well. It was just like, I don't know why we care so much about that. I think it's just. I don't know. I think we go to a lot of venues and some of them are just like beautiful theatres, but they're like kind of like soulless in a way. Yeah. Well, I think t- I think too, like for us, you, you know, going, walking into a venue, doing a show to a bunch of people, then leaving is like the norm. We do it twice a night, often like we do it like six or seven times a week. And so you walk in, you go, okay, this is done. But then it's weird like when you see these names that you like myth- mythologize to yourself growing up. You're like, oh, it's the Rolling Stones. Like that's, you know, they're like almost not real. It's even like those old venues, like the smell of the hallways and like there's like a vibe about it. I can't explain it. You go in there and it feels like there's like so much history in this building. Yeah. I remember, I I shit you not, I had this thought and then Luke and two other of the team that we were with also repeated this thought to me separately. We went down to the green room and I immediately took a shit and my first thought was Mick Jagger may have taken a shit here. Oh, dude, he's like, he was pushing 65 at the time. He definitely would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liam Gallagher shat on this toilet. And I'm like, that's fucking wild. Like, damn. And then, yeah, everyone was going like, dude, we just shat on the toilet that so-and-so shat on. Jeez, how fucking low is the bar for like our just <laughs> lives where we're like, dude, I shat where he shat. <laughs> like, I wonder if when Mick Jagger gets home from tour, people put shit in his bin. <laughs> Honestly, they probably do. Probably, man. Like, probably. I feel like there's just, there'd be humbling moments like that, for no matter how big you are. Like, you know, for a fact, someone like threw poop over Paul McCartney's fence once. Yeah, well, you, without question. Not knowing they're like pooping a beetle. No. <laughs> Get pooped on, Paul. <laughs> it just must happen. It would happen a lot. Probably. Yeah, it was so sick. And not only that, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was probably like the four best shows I've ever done. And each one got like better than the last yeah. one. Cause like I had, the first show was like pretty good. There was like a few people like, it was a bit lippy actually. A, a, a few the very dudes. first show was probably the only one that was a bit sus in like. And then like the late show on the first one, I was like, dude, I, that was amazing. I don't know how I'm going to top that tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day, 6 PM show it was even better. Gangbusters. We had friends coming to like the late show yep. and they were like, how was the first show? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, I've just done the good one. There's no way I can top that. And then the late one was, and then the late one was even better. Yeah. It was and, electric. It was and awesome. I was like, I don't know what just happened. And I walked off and there was like a, because, you know, usually I just walk off and everyone goes like, oh yeah, good show, whatever. You know, we've seen all seen the social like so many times that yeah. no one cares anymore. Yeah. And not even me in a sense. I just walk off and go, yeah, it was good. Cool. Yep. Let's go get food. Yep. <laughs> and then like we came off and Reese just comes up and goes, holy fuck. Yeah. 
you were really good. And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was crazy, man. I don't know how else to say it. It just was fucking mental. And the end more too is just like, I don't even know, man. Like you stand on that stage and you look at it and you're like, there are so many seats here, eh? Yeah. Even when I came out to take the crowd photo, I was taking a photo of you and Billy and then the crowd. I was like, there are so many fucking people here right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just also like a beautiful room. Yeah. It's for some reason, like the the size of the, the amount of people there isn't – not. it sounds bad. Like it, it does, I didn't feel any different to when I do like a 400 seater or a 200 seater. Maybe yeah. slightly. Yeah. But just like after after like 800, it honestly just kind of feels the same. Yeah. Like – I guess so. I guess it's like a sea of people. You just control C, control V, that vibe in your head, you know? Well, it's, yeah. It's also just like I. everyone's in the dark. So it's, it's kind of just louder. That's it. Yeah, okay. But it's not really like there's, you know, similar size stage, similar size room, just – just you know. the same stuff. It, it, it that didn't. I don't really think about that when I'm on stage. I just was like looking around. I was like, it, it's so sounds so lame, but like the architecture. I looked up at a few points during the show. You're like, oh, I was like, this is beautiful, man. <laughs> like, I'm so lucky. Like, this you're is speaking, but you're just admiring the wall. You're like, oh, nice curtain. Yeah, and I was like, oh, what's the next bit? Oh, it's about come. All right. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> back to this now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, we went out. As Luke said, there was a couple of like our friends and other comedians and stuff that had come. So we had a bit of a small troop or a small group and we headed out and we ended up at uh, The Vic, which is a, a pub, I guess, or a, it's a pub, is yeah. it? Yeah, it's a pub. Yeah. Um, now at The Vic, we had a great time. It was good. It was a nice like celebration amongst friends, some good stories shared, some great times to be had, a lot of beers deleted by a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I wrote down a quote. No, I probably shouldn't have said that. What? what? Oh, I've just been writing down stuff Vibu says. Because oh. it amuses me, just so I don't forget it. This and is going to be a, this is a teaser for the future. Because when we were away, spoilers, we recorded an episode. With, should we say it? Yeah, yeah, we recorded an episode with Billy Darcy, which I'm so excited about. I love Billy. It's such a funny episode of the show, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks. But Vibu, who we work with, <laughs> he's like the funniest dude ever. Except he doesn't realize it sometimes. Did I tell you something? What? <laughs> We did it <laughs> on one of the drives. <laughs> on one of the drives. Yeah. In the car, it was Ribu, Ribu, Reese, Vibu, and myself. And I was driving uh, one of these long drives. We were doing a, a bunch of rankings. Mm. One of the rankings we did was <laughs> funniest member of the touring party. <laughs> <laughs> you did not top anyone's list. <laughs> no, I don't think I would. <laughs> It was Vibu. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> put myself in top three. No, <laughs> you would be in top three, definitely. You you would be in top three, three for sure. But um, yeah, Vibu is just so funny. I don't know if I. Oh no, I'll say it. Just say it, man. I want to like go get the quote. No, okay, I don't want to butcher it. Go get the quote. I'll finish telling the story I was going to tell. So we're at the pub. We're at the Vic, and it's this cool like Sydney, you know, hip pub vibes. And there's like a half basketball court there for some reason, just at, at the back where everyone's drinking. And um, there was a bunch of people just shooting hoops or whatever. And it's like 1am. It was one of my favorite novelty things I've seen at a pub. Me too. You I know what my least sick. favorite novelty nightclub slash pub thing they put? Oh, there's two. Go. One, uh, a ball pit. I hate That's that. That's so gross. It's gross. It's Ew. sticky, but you see it. Like, you know, yeah, like I've seen nightclubs will promote. I've never been to one where it's been at it, but it's like, oh, you come to the ball pit. And it's like, who is this for? That's fucking disgusting. And the other one I've seen, pool. Yeah, pool in a public thing is weird too. I'm not, oh, that's less worse. That's less gross than I the don't ball know. pit. When you go out, like with your friends, no, no, that's what I mean. I'm like, going in the pool. Who, the who is going in the pool? That's so weird. Like, what are you going to do after you get out of the pool? You're yeah. just going to stand there cold? Do they even offer showers at the venue? No, Probably not. No. It's not a leisure center, it's a bar. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but I yeah, basketball, like just having like a three point zone in a pub, that felt like similar to billiards. Something casual you can just pick up. Yeah. It was sick. And then we were there, and um, Vibu was like, oh, we should do a three on three. And I was like, all right, mate, if you want to organize it, go ahead. And it was a BYO ball system. So, of course, without us, we're not locals. We didn't know that this was going to be a thing that we could do. At the, we didn't bring our own ball. Um, the only people with the ball there were these two English chaps. Now, 
I would just want to throw this out there. I have nothing against the English. I have nothing really against these chaps necessarily. However, <laughs> not only were they clearly had they never, I don't even think they'd ever even heard of the sport of basketball. I don't know how they acquired the basketball at all. Not only did they not know the rules or how to play the sport, but they were unnecessarily very touchy in strange ways. I don't think it was like a sexual way, but it was just like they wanted they wanted people in their airspace, I think. And I and I and there was a couple of times where I was I I for example had the ball yeah. and I'm completely by myself in in the corner and you know someone goes oh Tyler pass it Reese pass it to Reese the ball has exited my hands Reese has now grabbed the ball I'm still standing there watching him three seconds then goes by of me not moving and one of the English guys runs into me and like touches up on my chest and like pushes his chest up on me. Yeah, and I'm sure you're like, oh no, stop it. That was sucks. (laughs) Boo. I was. No, no, no. Thank you. Yes. Let me turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Slight dog. I was watching the game. You look pretty into it. There was a lot of sweaty boys after that game. Yeah, we were sweaty. But I I don't, listen, again, I literally said to the guys like, I don't have the ball, man. I don't have the ball. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, I don't have the ball. You can, Back the, you could back he up. He forgot now. why he was playing. <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, that's." I was we like, have the ball. That is a little bit of sports, though. You know, maybe you just, you just have the ball there to remind yourself that there is an objective. But but the <laughs> but fun the rest is, just, of it is just man on man contact. Is it? It's just blowing out. You know, <laughs> it's just blowing out. <laughs> and if you don't have your own bros there, you got to find some to fill up. I guess. <laughs> Anyway, we did lose the game. You know. The British guys won. They didn't know the rules and they still beat us. So Yeah, you kind of just like, as you feel a stranger's cock up against your thigh <laughs> on a basketball court in a pub at 2am, you kind of just like, just call your dad. You know? <laughs> if you want to mail in to see this Please, bad. there's a better way. There's an easier way to go about it. Yeah. It doesn't infringe on my personal space. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool though. Don't mind that. Reese was trying real hard. All of you were actually. Yeah, I was, I was trying hard. To the point where he fell over and was so into the game, I don't think he even realised. And the next morning he woke up and he's like, dude, I have a massive graze on my elbow. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, you were throwing yourself around there on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole body was in it. All right, what's this Vibu quote? Get back into it. So we were, so yeah, so we were talking about, uh, yeah, so Meg and I were planning, have been planning a trip to go over to watch the Paralympics next year in Paris. Random. Uh, well, we're going to be over there on yep. that side of the world. Can't, we'll do what? Can't reveal why. Who knows why? You doing a tour? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, for no reason. Just going to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> just go for the Paralympics. No, I just thought it'd be like everyone else on my Instagram this year and do a year yeah. trip. No. Yeah. So we'll be over there. Yep. Anyway, we're discussing that. And Vibu, I don't think has ever met Jared. And he was, I was just kind of explaining to him what he does. I was like, yeah, he's vision impaired. And like, he's a really, he's an amazing runner. He, he's won medals at world championships, blah, blah, blah. And I grew up running with him yeah. and he goes, what? So he like, he runs and he's vision impaired. And I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I think that would be an advantage. <laughs> In what world is that an advantage? <laughs> and, and he goes, he's like, he's like, <laughs> dude, vision is not very wind efficient. You know what I mean? But I was like, you need to explain yourself immediately. He's like, well, you know, I just feel like, he goes, think about it. Like if you just shut your eyes, like sometimes you're just more focused. (laughs) So he's like, I feel like, you know, if you don't have to worry about that, you just be more in the zone. (laughs) And I was like, mate, being like, (laughs) being blind right now is not helping you. No. I don't, I feel like that is the opposite of how that would work because he, again, Vibu is used to the eye simulation. He's used to seeing things like you start to you close your eyes. You're in now. You're in a new space almost. Joe, Joe doesn't turn it off. He's just always vision impaired. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's a reason why they separate the two Olympics. That is so funny. There's a reason man. why he runs at the Paralympics because he he races other people in the T12, T13 category that are vision impaired. So, yeah, how many do how many race at once? Uh, I mean, in the events that he does, like like ten to fifteen, and like a damn, so there's ten to fifteen visually impaired people running at the same time. 
Yeah, and then like he wants to do. I think I don't know if he's going to do the marathon or whatever. But like, there's there'd be a lot more in that. I think like the marathon, they must run it all together. Yeah, probably right. Like, there's no way like because on the track they separate. Like for example, he doesn't run against people who like are amputees. No. Yeah. Okay. So it's strictly that'd... the same. Why don't they do that? Is this bad? But I think that would be a great watch. <laughs> they just do like a free for all, like a ten free... races and ten arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great promo. <laughs> Channel 7 start running that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, like on the last day of the Olympics, like once everyone's done their medals, they do like a fun race. Yeah. Where like, okay. you know, you get to watch. Like in the pool, it would be great. In the pool, yeah. Like you you like in, I don't know, I don't know if a sports bet want to run, you know, want to cover it. But if you could bet on like, I don't know, a guy from England with no <laughs> legs versus like an Australian with no arms. Who, Switch it up. Who's winning in freestyle? One's uh, kicking. One's definitely the kicker. The, the kicker for sure. The legs. But you know you what further. I mean. With the, well, maybe not. Maybe if it was like a, you know, like a had some sort of physique akin to like Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? The monkey, just the big arms, just pulling them along through the water. You know, maybe. What I mean? But yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, that they they race in their categories because um, it's. There's advantages and disadvantages. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I, I really wanted to just throw him on a treadmill and go, go close your eyes, run. <laughs> I can just see Stand how he goes. Around his eyes, yeah. Like I should, we should have just like not let him get in the car on the way home and be like, go on, mate, find your, you know, <laughs> Good luck. We'll, we'll blindfold you here and you should make it home fine because obviously it's an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though he's like just all of a sudden connected to the wind's like path. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes, and all of a sudden he's sprinting perfectly home. He's just got it. He's so funny, man. Vivi's so funny. We were, um, <laughs> he thinks it's like the, that Marvel. He thinks he's like daredevil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like he's got sonar pulse or something. Yeah. 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 We were um, driving home from one of the shows in Wollongong <clears throat> and um, we were, it was the lead up. Obviously we we're going to Sydney a couple of days later and friend of the pod, Alex Malinkovich, who has been on the show obviously before, um, on our tour, like two or three months ago, Vibu and Alex formed a deep emotional bond and an, and a close friendship. Vibu has been aggressively crushing on all the openers of the it's tour. It's become a known thing. He, he's the opener whisperer, he calls himself. <laughs> so He anyway, first bonded with Alex. Yeah. He's bonded with Joseph Green, who's coming I mean, on which show. is almost like, who, who doesn't though? Yeah, obviously bonded with Blake, who's opened yeah, a few again. shows. Yeah, um, but we were driving home from the Wollongong show and I said to, I was like, Vibu, are you excited to see Alex again in a couple of days? And he goes, oh, I'm a bit nervous. And I was like, oh, you're a bit nervous? What do you mean you're a bit nervous? Why? And he goes, oh, well, what if he doesn't remember me? <laughs> I don't think he's going to remember you, mate. Full grown man, <laughs> self-conscious that a guy he met like for three weeks, like, has forgotten him. Completely like, forgotten his existence. Like, dude, you hung out for a month all of June. He definitely hasn't forgotten. <laughs> no, no, no. You slept in each other's rooms. Multiple times, yeah. yeah. God, he's a funny one. There's um, some, there is something about touring that really bonds you, though. Like, something about being in a car between, like, Tamworth and fucking Goulburn that just brings you closer together. Man, it's... You know, it was so crazy. I remember like the third day of having Alex on the tour, we were driving on like a six hour drive or something. And we started talking about like, he was like, what do you think is going to happen with AI? Like, really? Like, do you think AI is going to, and then all of a sudden we're like best mates, all four of us in the car. It's like, it's just all barriers are broken down once, you, once you're on the open road, man. I think there's just something about doing like six servo runs in a day <laughs> that brings you closer with people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you both have to fight through like a 7-Eleven pie together, yeah. it brings you together. Yeah. yeah, you know how like when you, st- it's like one of those things when you like, you know, you start to learn like your girlfriend's coffee order or whatever and you're like, yeah. oh, I remember that. When you're on tour, it's like, oh, yep, he's going to come out of that 7-Eleven with a blue Gatorade and a... Mighty Angus beef pie. Yeah. And then they do. Yeah. It's like when I see Blake coming out of a 7-Eleven with all these like little nibblies and four Gatorades. and Four a- packets of Allen's lollies. He's got the blue Gatorade. He's got the- Mountain Dew Mountain mixed Dew. with like V. And then you're like, God, I hope the fucking Airbnb is a fan on the toilet. Like, that's the <laughs> Or only more thing than one think. toilet at least. Yeah. yeah. For sure. You know what else is cool that happened? Um, then we're backstage at Sydney. Uh, we met- uh, Ned Brockman, 
who dude he was so nice him and his girlfriend are both they're all legends man yeah what a shock yeah. bro ran across the country and raised millions of dollars for charity <laughs> okay has done more than we have in like he he did more in like a month than i ever have <laughs> you know what i mean like for the world <laughs> okay yeah he's, he's a, seems, he yeah. forest gumped it just out of the blue it's for no reason he's not a shock that he's a good bloke yeah, that's true but yeah he's like a big comedy fan so he Hit me up. Well, actually, you know what it was? When he ran across the country, so for those people who don't know, maybe international people, a guy named uh, Ned Brockman who was like uh, just like a sparky, an electrician, um, decided to run from Perth to Sydney, which is the entire way longwise across Australia, and it was doing like 100 kilometres a day. I forget for how That's many days. fucking crazy. But it was like 50 days or something. 50 days? I think so. Maybe I'm – I'm going to have to look up how many Ks. I think it might be like 5,000. And you could look at I probably should have researched this before I brought it up. <laughs> you keep talking about it. And he raised, um, I think the charity was Immobilize, maybe. It was for homelessness. Is that the? I can't tell you, man. I, but anyway. I, yep. The point is this guy is like a genuine living Australian legend. Like at one point in the country, he was the most famous person in the country when he was running across. Yeah. Everyone was following the story. When he got to Bondi, thousands of people showed up to watch him finish the race. Mm. And it was like, it was modern day Forrest Gump. Damn, 4,000 kilometers, man, he ran. 4,000 kilometers, wow. That is crazy. Yeah, Over so 46 like, days and 12 hours. Yeah, 46 days he ran for 100 kilometers a day, pretty much. That is- Which is like two marathons a day. Just to put that in perspective, it got to the point where his feet had so many blisters on it that he had maggots in his maggot toes. Oh, maggot foot. And now often I get uncomfortable when people say what I do is challenging or like refer to it as being like a hard job. Yep. So like, you know, like tradies will come up to me and be like, oh man, I don't know how you bloody do it. How you get up there? I could never do that. And I'm like, dude, you wake up at 4am, do physical labor, <laughs> get paid, probably not enough. And yeah. It's like nurses will say to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. like people, doctors, you know what I mean? People who are doing stuff yeah. for other yeah. people. Definitely much Putting more- their physical corpse through ordeals. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, I have to fucking drive to Wollongong and talk about my cock. This is exhausting. <laughs> and yeah, it is tiring. Yeah. But it's like I wouldn't put it in that category. So Ned Brockman comes in, lovely guy, he swung by so quickly. Like we just had a very, you know, brief chat before the show. And him and his girlfriend Gemma, very lovely. He didn't and it's I, I was kind of hoping he wouldn't go immediately. He's like, mate, how's the tour going, dude? It looks hectic, man. Oh, mate, you must be fucking exhausted. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not going to sit here. Oh, geez. God, thanks, Ned. Yeah, finally someone paying us our fucking dues. <laughs> My word, it's hard. This guy's done 100 kilometers a day and he's like, God, I don't know how you travel from Wollongong to Sydney and do a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour and a half. Dude's done 4,000 kilometers. I'm like, God, can't wait for Sunday. I we're going to finally play the new Fortnite update. Fuck. I'm like, it's like, he's like, yeah, God, but like, hard. he goes, mate, you're traveling everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, but mate, when I go to Perth, I fly. <laughs> did you say that? <laughs> you oh, run. Dude, did you say that? No. Oh, I, oh, that would have been so sick. No, I did oh. say, like, when he was like, you must be exhausted. And I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to sit here and complain <laughs> about what I do to you. And he went, yeah. oh, come off. Like, he's such a humble yeah. king as well. Dude. Oh, even just back to the maggot foot. Like I get grossed out when I get a bit of water on my sock. My sock gets a bit damp and I have to walk around in that for a little while. That's yeah. fuck that. Dude. I used to hate coming home from footy training when my footy boots got wet. <laughs> oh, ew. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. What do you reckon? I mean, he's probably talked about it. I don't know. What do you reckon inspired him to do it? Just, just being like, Oh, I think I can do something or raise money for charity. Um, I actually, I mean, I've listened to a few podcasts with him on it and I, I've forgotten that major part of it, which I'm sure they discussed. Because, like, I just remember all that shit. Like, oh, my God, he had maggots in his feet and, like, yeah. what he was feeling. Like, the stories of when he was waking up and going to bed and icing. He's having, like, four hours sleep and then running 100K. Like, that on repeat and stuff like that. And these random roadhouses across the Nullarbor. I remember all that stuff. I I, I don't want to misquote him or yeah, I'll tell the story tell wrong. story that was wrong. But I imagine it was just, like, I don't know. He just wanted to. Through some hectic, I guess. And maybe raise a lot of money. I don't know. Damn, that is crazy. I'll be honest. He's like a massive inspiration for me. So it was like really cool meeting him. Because like I just like 
you know, you don't not often in your life do you get to meet people like that no, that have done yeah, something like you mean. insane. So like sometimes literally like if I like can't be bothered to go for a run like around my park mm-hmm. near my house, I'm just like, oh, I probably could just do that, hey, yep. because it's not like running along the Nullarbor with a road train flying past me if, at 100 kilometers an hour. <laughs> if Ned could do the 4,000 Ks. Yeah, I'm you like could, you could probably walk down the park and just yeah, do a lap. I reckon I could do eight k around the park. Yeah, yep. I just think about that sometimes when I'm running. I'm just like, just fucking do it, man. Yeah, if Ned can do it, why can't I? Yeah, that's like me. Sometimes I'm thinking to myself, you know, I could jump off the top turnbuckle and moonsault Roman Reigns, and I think, no, nah, I won't do that. And I think, well, Cody Rhodes would do that. So you just do it. So anyway. I just do it anyway. Yeah, yep. I acknowledge the tribal chief and just same thing. Yeah, yeah. but um. <laughs> But it was really cool. Yeah, he, that is really crazy. I can't believe he's a big. I mean, I can't. I can believe. I guess, but just wild that he's. It was into really comedy, funny because yeah? I'm like I do comedy, but I'm a big like running fan. Like yeah. I love that. You know, I was a part of that world and for you know my teenage years and just still like it and keep yeah. up with it. And then it like he's like does running and stuff and fitness, but he's a big comedy fan. So he's like in that world. So I was yeah. like, dude, we have so much in common, but also nothing in common. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that moon filter, you know, on TikTok people do the moons like, oh, me and my boyfriend's moons and they line up. It's you and Ned Brockman. Yeah. That's so cute. It would be cool to go for a run with him, but I didn't have the courage to ask. Dude, you should have just asked. Yeah, do you know how many people would ask him that? Hey, do you want to go for a run? People ask to go for a run with me a lot. Yeah, but how many of them- I'm not even known for running. Okay, think about this. What if Ned Brockman asked you to go for a run with him? Would you do it? Of course. He's, he is probably thinking exactly the same thing on the inverse. He's probably thinking, oh, people always ask you for a run with me. But if Luke Kidgel asked me, that'd be pretty cool. Because he, he asked to come to your show. He came to your show. He loved it. Had a great time. Yeah, but like. Yeah, should have done it, man. I also probably wouldn't be able to keep up with him unless he had maggots in his feet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you sabotage him. <laughs> oh, Ned. Oh, I've brought you a special pair of shoes. <laughs> Pop these on your feet. Mm. Yeah. Oh, ignore the wriggling feeling. That's nothing. <laughs> it's these new Nikes I've got. <laughs> the Nike Maggot ZX. Yeah. I mean, just ignore that name as well. <laughs> I wouldn't have to go far. I'd just have to go out to my bin and there'd be some. <laughs> <laughs> I've also prepared this special running under chassis. <laughs> Almost rep- looks like a diaper. It looks like a diaper and smells like seven-day-old dog shit. Ignore that as well. But yeah, <laughs> That was cool. I don't know. It's because, I don't know. I just don't get that ex- like excited about um, meeting people. And uh, like I was like, oh man, I really look up to him. Like like he's just yeah. like, you know, I, I love talking to people who've done interesting shit with their lives. Yeah. And he falls into that category. Yeah. That's crazy. It's almost the same as like Vibu was on, again, Vibu. We're in Sydney and he was on Spanion Watch because he <laughs> wanted to emulate that experience and meet one of his idols. Yeah. Yeah. Vibu's a strange guy. Like he'll watch- 50 minutes Spanian videos, yeah. which is like a guy who's like pretty hectic. Into the hood. We're yeah. Watch, yeah, watching a, a Spanian taking us on a tour of Sydney's hoods. Yeah, these guys have got like face tats and stuff. And then also Vibu was like, oh man, dude, I love short stack. Like as, <laughs> yeah. a, as a young adult. Dude, you know what was so funny? You know, there's that new Spotify AI thing. The Spotify DJ AI. So firstly- We've been talking about the last couple of days. There's this new feature on Spotify. It's just rolled out called, it's like an AI DJ. And it'll be like, it talks to you and it goes, Hey Tyler, my name's Xavier. I've noticed you've been listening to a few tracks. I'm going to set the vibe up. Here's some JPEG mafia. And then I'm like, damn, I haven't listened to Peggy in a minute. Vibu tries it today. He gets in the car. He's got his phone plugged in to drive us the rest of the way home. He goes, I'm going to give you Spotify. Firstly, hilarious. Cause it just goes, Hey, how are you? I'm Xavier. And he, goes, and he looks, and looks at me and I go, didn't say your name. And he goes, yep, didn't say my name. <laughs> Racist. It's like everyone, every fucking barista. <laughs> just, last night at Schnitz, uh, Vib. We've noticed this. It's so bad. Like this is how like it just ignorant white people are yeah. in general. Uh, if we all go order food, it'll be like order for Tyler, order for Luke, order for Blake. Uh, hey, mate, this is your order. <laughs> it's not even that hard of a name. Vibu. It's like, the silent H that throws people. It's spelled V-I-B-H-U. Even if you were to go with the H and go Vibhu, it's close enough. Vibhu. I think people are too afraid to get it wrong. Probably. Probably. But anyway, 
So Vibu's driving and he gets the Spotify and he goes, it starts playing. He goes, hey, we're gonna, I'm your Spotify DJ, Xavier. I'm going to set your vibe up with one of your old-time classics. And then that song starts, it goes, suck my ass, suck my, wipe my pussy and my crack. <laughs> I'm like, Vibu, what the fuck? He's, oh, uh, oh, I don't know, it's just, just a good song. <laughs> It's the best way to get busted. Yeah, yeah, this is one of my DJ. <laughs> so funny. The next song, some song by a sexy R&B singer called Keith Sweat. <laughs> Vivi, what? what do you do when we're not around? <laughs> yeah, it was so awesome. good. Anyway, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, we can We can wrap it up there. I don't know. Do I have any? No, that's it. Closing thoughts? Um... Thanks everyone who came out to the shows. It was a lot of fun. Shouts out to the BLT heads. Um, there was a lot of the Enmore who came up to me too. I was out and about. A lot of people um, coming up, talking about their single dad foods, saying how much they love the show. I love that, man. Yeah. I love it. Love the BLT chat at the shows. Keep sending in your the, – the last thing Blake and I asked were – and I'll be honest, we got to submissions. I don't think I can read any of them with a good conscience on the podcast. Right. What, was, what did you ask we for? We asked for like – cringe kind of awkward encounters that you've had with people oh. uh the example like the most obvious run-of-the-mill one is like hey when are you expecting oh i'm not pregnant oh like yeah. kind of just brutal things to say to someone dude I, again once again when i worked at bonds because we sell i have a maternity range so like maternity bras and things oh. um a lot of the time women would come up to the to the counter with the maternity bra and you know, they'd come up with like one size or whatever. And, or they'd, they'd have like a bunch of – so they'd, they'd have like four bras that were like, you know, uh, 12D and then they'd have a maternity bra that was like 16E, wildly different sizes. Mm-hmm. And it would be a part of me that's like, do I ask if the maternity one's for her? Because if she's not pregnant, this is awkward. But if I don't ask and she's picked up the wrong size, I'm a bad salesman. Mm-hmm. So it was like rock in a hard place. I always just thought, nah, fuck it. She can come back and do a return if she wants to. <laughs> she can waste her time. I'm not fucking entering the fucking lines down here. <laughs> I'm staying out of this circus, Maximus. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, you're fuck a smart that. man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, so submit more. of. Wait, did you want those? No. Yeah, well, like a classic one. It was a bit of my show. I don't do it anymore because it makes people feel weird. Um, mm. But like a, a classic one that I did in public, we were all at the pub one day and we are talking about our fears uh, my biggest fear as a kid was the Wicked Witch of the West, right, which I do have a bit about in my show. Yep. Um, and I've cut this from the show because that, that's the thing. It's not even – even in the in the context of me saying it as a joke, mm. it makes people feel weird. <laughs> so imagine how weird it made people strangers feel in a pub. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my friend was like, you scared of the Wicked Witch of the West? And it, it, you know those moments where it just dips in the pub? Mm. Um, but like they're like the music, the song will just end. Record scratch. Yeah, like, they're like, what's your problem with the Wicked Witch of the West? And I just scream over the table, she's a different color. Oh. And the room just like a few people turn around and I'm like, oh no, because she's green. Oh, and you can't explain it. You just got to move on. <sighs> Barnaby Joyce over here. <laughs> <laughs> that one's bad. And uh, the classic one, a really old time one. I remember one day I was at a bar with my uh, ex and I told this one on radio at the time. And the, again, song just uh, managed to stop. Yeah. Like like it just, and I was kind of roasting the people in the bar mm. and I just go, God, oh, what was the, oh, yeah. I'm like, because it was just like, it felt like older singles was the demographic of the pub. Okay, yep. And I just go, oh, is this where you come to when your marriage fails? Oh. And the whole bar heard it and then it just hits silence and then the, you know, when the song takes too long to start and then it just came in with Van Halen's jump. And my ex-girlfriend just goes, finish your drink, we're leaving. <laughs> And now she's your ex girlfriend. That was like an all time yeah, class is, A look a, moment of like. Lukey, that's a Lukey fuck up. Horrific. That's so yeah, brutal. Th- that's what we're looking for. The ones I got submitted to my Instagram. Oh, man. Wait, bad? Or, is it, or just. They're just like. Not quite what we're after. You guys are like bad people. 
<laughs> like is what I'm getting. And I well, understand. you know what they say, mate. You attract what you put out, don't of you? Of course. I'm not saying that I'm any better, but I'm just saying like at least mine is like, oh, there's an obvious like point of the story where it's like, oh, that's the moment. A lot of these one is like, yeah, over a 10-week period, um, you know, we proceeded to, to say homophobic things about our friend that we didn't realize who was gay. And you're like, yeah, you just might be a shitty person. Yes, yeah, you, that could have been avoided. Yeah, m- mine, like, I, w- I will agree. that may, This is what happens when your marriage fails. Incredibly rude thing to say, yeah. regardless. Yeah. The, she's a different color thing in context of the conversation. Yeah. I meant because she's green. Yeah. We're yep. talking about a witch and yep. that freaked me out as a kid. It's the intent there. Your The stories I've been submitted have been like, oh, yeah, it was so awkward. Our friend was disabled. We had no idea and we accidentally bullied him about it for seven years. And you're like, that's not what we're after. <laughs> no, you were always going to be – it was always going to be shit. We're more looking for like, ooh, clangers in conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or, at, or at your workplace or, your, you know. Yeah. So keep those coming in. Submit those. Submit more of those who's the weirdos. We love to get the who's the weirdos. Again, you know, you guys are generally pretty shitty people, but it's always funny to know. (laughs) Again. It's it's always good to survey the audience and and see what this show's hitting with. So, uh, and we'll be back with the full BLT stacked lineup next week. The usual suspects. Blakey will be back and we'll be hearing about his koala gig. Um, That's pretty much it. You got anything, last thoughts, Lukey? Anything you want to shout out before we go? That's all. I'd like to give the bell to heads a special preview. Um, new Blank Face song's coming out Friday, the 29th of September. Run so, it. Huh? Run it now. You want to run the full song right now? No, just run the preview. I'll run the preview again. Yeah, well, no, this, this is not the premiere. No. Okay, yeah, okay go We did that at the top of the episode if it was. <laughs> this is just like for the people who are still here. Yeah, all right, cool. All right, we'll run the preview at the end there. But yep, Friday, 29th of September. Get around the socials. We'll be posting a, a link to pre-save that bad boy. Pre-save. It's going to be a big drop. That's all I have to say on the matter. It's going to be good. Peace out. Peace out, Brussels Sprout. Hit the outro. Swallows people And if it doesn't kill her Boredom surely will